and welcome once again to a exciting episode of Cool Pods podcast, a podcast series brought to you by Cool Earth Connections, a company striving to be making a positive impact on the environment. I'm your host, Deepa Kulkarni, and with me today is Elizabeth Yerasek. She is the Director of Business Development and Sustainability of Yerasek Label. Welcome, Elizabeth, and thank you for being here. Hi, Deepa. Thank you so much for having me and for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Um, And uh, I'm really looking forward to a very interesting conversation because I do believe that labels play a very important part in packaging uh, and um, also, uh, you know, the recyclability of uh, packaging, whether it is bottles or uh, flexible pouches, etc. Right. Very true. So, uh, so I understand yours is a family-owned business. Um, so, how did the business get established? I would love to know that. Yes. So, the business was founded by my grandfather in 1969. Um, it's now run by my father, who's our president, and then myself and two of my siblings, my brother and my sister, are involved. Uh, the business was founded by my grandfather just kind of looking for ways to serve local retailers um, and understanding what their needs were to better uh, sell their products to their customers. And it just so happened that labels were what they were looking for mainly. Mm -hmm. So he proceeded to purchase a press and put it in uh, the basement of their family home. So we actually got our start in their garage in the 60s, the late 60s and have worked our way through multiple buildings and just purchased and opened our second location in Phoenix, Arizona. Wow, what a fascinating uh, success story. I bet you are so excited about that. Yeah, you know, it's something uh, that we're very, very proud of. Unfortunately, uh, my grandfather is no longer with us, but Mm -hmm. I think that if he were to be here to see the opening of that other facility, he would be just so amazed at the progress that we've made. I'm sure, I'm sure. And and why did you decide to join it? So I kind of fell into the business. Um, my sister and my brother knew that they wanted to join it. I had thought that I wanted to go into a career in law, and <laughs> I changed my mind as I came out of college Um, I had the opportunity to intern with the company in sales, and I just found that it was something I was really passionate about, Mm -hmm. and specifically the sustainability aspect of it. Uh, So that really drew me in. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. And uh, what better than to be in your own family business, right? And there's a sense of pride in that. Absolutely. So that's that's absolutely great. you know, I I was going through, um, you, uh, you know, write-ups about your company and I realized that you, you are uh, the first label company to join the U.S. Plastic Pact. So I really applaud you for that. Now, why did you join U.S. Plastic Pact and uh, how do you see your uh, labels uh, to... Uh, you know, achieve the goals of U.S. plastic bags? 
Well, thank you. First of all, we're very excited to become activators of the pact as well. Um, I think, you know, what really drew us in is that we're members of APR, the Association of Plastic Recyclers, um, and we also work with many retailers uh, and other customers who are different or who are also activators. And we had heard through the grapevine um, of the U.S. Plastics mm-hmm. Pact and what some of their commitments were. Uh, so knowing that we wanted to be on the same page as our customers, we felt like it was important for us to get involved as well. So once we did our research, uh, we understood what the four targets of the pact were, and we felt like it was important for us to support our customers in that and to get a better understanding and also to um, be able to give pressure-sensitive labels a voice at the table. And as the first uh, label company to join, uh, we felt like we were doing exactly that. So we're very excited about it. Um, in terms of the way that we'll be able to act against those commitments, it'll yeah. be a little bit yeah. different. Obviously, we're not producing plastic packaging ourselves, um, but what we can do is offer you know, different formats of labeling that can better impact the recycling of plastic packaging. Right. And uh, for that, you might have to do more research or uh, get involved in different, uh, uh, you know, ways in the packaging industry. Yeah, I think a key component of what we do in sustainability is just being a part of the conversation. Right. Um, And I think just being that connection between our suppliers and what our customers are looking for is very important. Um, Sometimes those two parties don't understand the needs that each other have. So if we can bridge that gap, I think that's really our role in improving sustainability. Um, I think that's great because, uh, you know, today's consumer is absolutely looking uh, and, and very passionate about sustainability. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think our our customers are under a lot of pressure and they, they feel like they need to make big changes, but you want to make sure that they're impactful um, and that they're holding up to some of the promises that they're making to consumers. So we're just doing our best to be able to help them along that journey. No, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, and, um, you know, uh, congratulations to you for achieving your uh, ESG goals till now, uh, which are very impressive. Uh, you know, I was going through the the numbers, and uh, you know, twenty twenty eight thousand five hundred and fifty gallons of water has been saved since you know two thousand ten, and then six hundred six thousand six hundred and seventeen trees saved, uh, two hundred and twenty two. Um, uh, what is this? Um, basically, a lot of lot of uh, sustainability goals you have achieved, uh, and that's absolutely applaudable. Yes, we're very proud of those. Um, so it's important that not only the products that are going out to our customers are, are having a better impact on the environment, but also that the raw materials that we're processing um, are also having less of an impact. Um, so our waste to energy program is something we're very proud of. And we went from being almost 100% landfill to now we're about a little over 99% landfill free. And, you know, that's something that I can feel very proud to say to, you know, the next generation 
um, of our family coming into the business uh, and knowing their impact within this space of packaging. Oh yeah, that's that's a fantastic legacy to give to your next generation, right? Yeah, and you know the other thing it does for us is it really helps us to attract a younger workforce yeah. who might think that you know working in packaging is something that they don't want to be involved in because of the impact that it has on the environment. Um, but it just goes to show that you can be a part of the change um, in kind of what was previously thought of as the normal culture. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that's a fantastic way of looking at it and uh, a great goal to pursue, you know, involving the youth because they are the ones who are going to take it forward, right? So, Yes, 100%. Um, and, you know, it's important that we continue to grow with the next generation Yes. And that we continue to find new solutions. Uh, so, you know, from here on out, I'm sure it's harder once you get to 100% non-landfill to look for creative solutions. But I'm sure there's plenty more things that we can do uh, to impact sustainability. Absolutely. Um, I think that's really wonderful, the, the kind of motivation that you have in, towards sustainability. Um, uh, that's really great, uh, you know, to see that. Uh, and um, now so many companies have, uh, you know, sustainability goals that they want to achieve by 2025. So how do you see uh, brands achieving these goals, uh, you know, by 2025? And where do you see uh, heuristic labels uh, in, in that direction? Sure. So I actually just spoke on a webinar yesterday a little bit about this. I think something that's so important to be able to reach those goals is that you design with recyclability in mind. Um, and that's really a way to get you there by 2025. You know, if you are looking at product launches, you need to be considering the impact of your material selections as you're creating that product, not once the product is created, because at that point, it's a little bit too late. Um, it's too late to work it into your costs. It's too late to work it into your testing. Um, so designing for recyclability, I think, is a really important step that brands can take in terms of achieving those goals. Um, and even if the you know material that you need or the recycling stream that you're targeting is not available at this point in time you can start to have those discussions yes. to better prepare yourself for when it will be yes absolutely and once you start a conversation then you don't know where it leads and you could get into uh, you know new technologies and new ways of uh, achieving those goals oh absolutely i think a lot of what we do in the sustainability world starts with the conversation, yes. um, you know, who you're working with right now might not have the solution, but they might know someone else Absolutely. or it could push them towards finding the solution. So it's really important to just even have those discussions and okay. show that there is demand um, for sustainable options. Absolutely. And the way I think about it is there is no choice other than that, right? I mean, we have to go in the direction. Yeah, I think so. I think all of the trends show um, that, in general, it's what's going to be most important for our planet, and it's what consumers want, just like we spoke about. So I think it'll come to a point where it's just not a choice, it's a requirement. 
Um, so being ahead of that as a brand can really get you some some market share. Absolutely. And the fact that you have, you know, you took that big step and a very necessary step to uh, be activators in the U.S. Uh, plastic pact uh, shows, uh, you know, that uh, you are so committed to that. Yeah, I think that it was just like you said, it was a big step, um, but it's very important. And we pride ourselves on being thought leaders in the labeling industry, whether it's um, with research in the various markets that we serve. So, you know, it's important that we do the same within sustainability. I completely agree with you there. Now, let's talk about your labels. Uh, how do they fit into the gu guidelines of the U.S. Uh, Plastic Pact? So when you talk about the pact, um, with in terms of labeling, I think that where you probably get the most recognition is the recently released um, problematic and unnecessary materials list. Mm -hmm. um, so what they have on there is pressure-sensitive labels that do not conform to APR's preferred guidance would be viewed as problematic and unnecessary. Um, so what you as a brand would want to do is to go to APR's website and look at their design guide and follow what they have in terms of what is a preferred label construction uh, for your packaging type because that's going to uh, greatly affect the way that your label should be constructed. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, and yes, uh, you know, APR is playing such a such a huge role in this. Uh, now, yeah, what, what do you really, think they about provide the, a lot of great guidance, uh, and I love the connection that they make to our recyclers, so that we can better empower them to to get good quality product. Right. Uh, and now, talking about APR, uh, what do you think about their uh, new MPG uh, meets before guidance program? And what oh. motivated you uh, to, uh, you know, join that? So I'm very excited for the program. I believe it's in its final stages of approval in terms of pressure-sensitive labeling. Um, I know there's a couple of aspects of it that have already been approved. I think closures and caps have been approved. Right. Um, but we're very excited for the pressure-sensitive label part to be approved. What I think it's going to do is create... Um, a, a streamlined pathway for label companies such as ourselves mm -hmm. to submit fully printed label constructions. And when I say that, what I'm really referring to is ink systems applied to uh, label constructions that have already been approved to be preferred by APR. Um, so that when brands are saying, okay, we know we need a preferred label per APR guidance, but how do we get that? Um, then us as label converters can turn around and say, well, we have something that's been tested and we know is preferred. Um, so it's really going to kind of close that loop and brands wondering, how do I get to this point? Yes. And converters such as ourselves being able to offer a solution. Yes, um, I think that is um, so helpful. Uh, you know, uh, it gives you direction to, to progress um, in, in, in your sustainability goals. Yes, I think so. And there's um, there's probably over 3,000 converters uh, who make labels like ourselves mm -hmm. in uh, North America. 
So there's a lot of opportunity out there for sustainable solutions, um, but not a lot of direction on how to create those for our customers. So I think the more opportunity available to companies like ourselves, the better, and the more solutions will be on the market to improve recycling. Right. Um, And um, that's going to play a huge role and impact uh, in a very positive way towards the environmental goals. I think so. I think it'll allow for a real change in terms of what we were speaking about, where these things can become an expectation versus um, just a goal for brands. Yes, absolutely. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, I know you have two little sons and uh, one little one on the way. Um, So uh, as a mom, uh, you know, what drives you to do what you're doing? Um, and I'm sure that plays a huge part in what, uh, how, how you see yourself. Uh. Sure. I think that um, in terms of, you know, handing down a business that's sustainable, not only in our practices, but into the future, um, you know, to be profitable for them, like we spoke about, this is going to be an expectation and a requirement. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just setting them up for success in general, but also doing the right thing so that they have a world that's able to be, you know, kept up with and able to be sustainable and they're able to play outside and do all the things that we've enjoyed growing up uh, because it really is a reality that we need to make recycling work. Absolutely. It, um, you know, it is, uh, I think we've kind of, we have not passed the mark, but um, quite close to that, right? And we need to up the game a little more <laughs> in that regards. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's that's our responsibility. And, you know, it, it helps me to feel good every day yes. that I'm taking small steps towards making an impact on that for them. Absolutely. And, and um, that's what motivates me to do these podcasts uh, as well. Um, because somewhere, uh, you know, I feel I'm making a difference uh, uh, and uh, you know the for the future generation uh, so their task gets a little bit less um, difficult I would say <laughs> yes some days it feels like you know you're you're pushing up against a brick wall um, I know. but I think with the collective effort of you know all these different companies in the supply chain um, and what we're doing you know we're making progress and and we'll see that fruition absolutely um and i really wish you all the best it's been so nice talking to you elizabeth um, and um, really uh, it's been a pleasure to know uh, as a company how much uh, efforts you're making to achieve your sustainability goal and um, you know have an overall impact uh, over the environment um, and uh, you know, it, it also when you when you're bringing a new life uh, into this world, uh, it's quite emotional, uh, you know, to that to to understand that um, you are trying to do your best to um, make this a better place for him uh, to be. Yes, thank you so much for saying that, and thank you again for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. It's been wonderful having you here. Uh, And again, um, 
you know, we look forward to uh, many more accomplishments and uh, uh, in future from ERSEC labels. And I would love to thank everyone, uh, whoever is listening to my podcast. Thank you for being here. Um, and uh, our, my podcasts uh, uh, are on Instagram and uh, we are also on Twitter. Uh, so please uh, connect to me if you are a company or a startup uh, and I would love to host you. Uh, thank you once again, Elizabeth, and um, good luck with everything and the new baby. God bless. Thanks, Deepa.